Chapter Nine of Good Stories for Great Birthdays. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Good Stories for Great Birthdays by Francis Jenkins Alcott. January Eleventh. Alexander Hamilton, Defender of the Constitution the constitution or the new roof seventeen eighty seven our roof is now raised and our song still shall be a federal head or a people that's free Huzzah, my brave boys our work is complete the world shall admire columbia's fair seat its strength against tempest and time shall be proof and thousands shall come to dwell under our roof francis hopkinson condensed alexander hamilton he gave the whole powers of his mind to the contemplation of the weak and distracted condition of the country he saw the absolute necessity of some closer bond of union for the states he saw at last his hopes fulfilled he saw the constitution adopted and the government under it established and organized the discerning eye of washington immediately called him to the post which was far the most important in the administration of the new system he was made secretary of the treasury and how he fulfilled the duties of such a place at such a time the whole country perceived with delight and the whole world saw with admiration daniel webster alexander hamilton was born in the west indies january eleventh seventeen fifty seven came to new york city seventeen seventy two signed the constitution seventeen eighty seven was appointed first secretary of the treasury seventeen eighty nine he was killed by aaron burr in a duel eighteen hundred four the boy of the hurricane on the eleventh of january seventeen fifty seven there was born on the little west indian island of nevis a boy who was to become one of the foremost citizens of his adopted country and who was to have a large part in determining its independence its form of government and in working out the details of its administration this was alexander hamilton his mother died when he was very young his father was not so situated as properly to care for his son so he was sent to the adjoining island of st croix to live with his mother's relatives who were people of means he was given a place in their counting-house where he acquitted himself with much credit though the work was not at all to his liking when hamilton was only fifteen years old a terrible hurricane swept over the island the sea was lashed into fury the storm swept across the land uprooting trees and carrying devastation in its path even the bravest of the inhabitants were greatly frightened and many were terror-stricken but young hamilton watched the storm with the greatest interest and without fear a few days later an account of the storm appeared in a paper printed in a neighboring island the account was so vivid the word painting so marvelous that the people were certain some writer of note must have been among them without their knowledge and when they learned that the account was written by alexander hamilton and he a mere boy they were greatly astonished they felt that such a lad should have a better chance for education than st croix could afford and a wider field in which to exercise his talents his friends raised a fund for him and he was sent to america he entered a preparatory school at elizabethtown in the jerseys 
he then went to new york city and entered king's college now columbia university at this time he was disposed to side with the friends of the king of england in the controversy between the colonists and the mother country but after he had been at college for half a year he made a visit to boston where he heard samuel adams james otis and other patriots and came back a most earnest patriot himself about the time of the breaking out of the war for independence hamilton organized a company of the college students who adopted the name hearts of oak later hamilton was appointed the captain of the first company of artillery raised in the colony he so thoroughly drilled and disciplined it that the attention of general green was attracted he sought the acquaintance of hamilton and spoke most enthusiastically to washington about him saying that he was a natural master of men and a young man worthy the attention of the commander-in-chief sherman williams arranged call colonel hamilton while young hamilton was directing his battery during the passage of the raritan washington who was anxiously watching the passing of the troops observed hamilton's skill and courage he ordered one of his officers to find out the young man's name and tell him to report at headquarters therefore as soon as possible young hamilton hurried to headquarters as a result of this interview washington made him a member of his own staff hamilton became washington's private secretary many a night after long hours of work together washington and hamilton would retire to their rooms then suddenly a courier with important dispatches would gallop up to headquarters washington would arise read the dispatches and say call colonel hamilton and the young secretary would come and take his dictation washington had the greatest confidence in hamilton's judgment so much did washington value his advice that when he wrote his farewell address acting as every wise man would do under the circumstances he asked hamilton for his opinion as he also asked james madison for his washington desired to get the different points of view of two large minds on so important a document a struggle after the constitution of the united states had been framed by the constitutional convention a severe political struggle took place to bring about its ratification by the states themselves there were selfish political interests at work to prevent ratification the influence of alexander hamilton through his speeches and writings so brilliant and convincing did much to bring the people of the united states to understand the absolute necessity for a strong federal union and for a constitution to safeguard the liberties of the country in the state of new york the opposition to ratification was most violent but alexander hamilton during weeks of furious debate in the state convention spoke again and again in defense of the constitution and when the weary weeks of contention were passed the vote was taken and alexander hamilton's arguments had won votes enough to carry the ratification of the constitution he had saved the day he knows everything he knows everything said robert morris to president washington robert morris during the war for independence had been superintendent of finance when congress needed funds when washington wished money with which to pay the soldiers robert morris provided the means since his private commercial credit was great men had confidence in his business ability and honor once when congress was utterly without cash 
robert morris supplied the army with four or five thousand barrels of flour and when france sent troops to america to fight for us robert morris personally borrowed through count rochambeau money for our country's use when robert morris sought to procure for congress money from abroad he borrowed large sums through the patriot hyam salomon the little friend in front street so after washington was elected president and while he was making up his cabinet he visited robert morris and said the treasury morris will of course be your birth after your invaluable services as financier of the revolution no one can pretend to contest the office of secretary of the treasury with you this flattering offer robert morris promptly declined adding but my dear general you will be no loser by my declining the secretaryship of the treasury for i can recommend to you a far cleverer fellow than i am for your minister of finance in the person of your former aide-de-camp colonel hamilton i always knew colonel hamilton to be a man of superior talents said washington but never supposed he had any knowledge of finance to which robert morris replied he knows everything sir to a mind like his nothing comes amiss washington then appointed hamilton to be secretary of the treasury hamilton took up his duties the country and the states were in debt he organized the finances of our young and new nation putting them upon a sound basis he provided funds with which to pay the national debt so that the united states of america might command the respect of the nations of the world it was alexander hamilton who laid the foundations of the financial system of our republic End of chapter 9